There's no secret formula for better service throughout the customer journey. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can easily support, strengthen, and grow your customer base. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Good morning, everyone. It is Thursday, September 14. I'm Juliet Bennett-Riley here with Astronaut Alfred, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're talking about CEOs saying the darndest things. Specifically, the guy who played millennials were spending all their money on avocado toast is back with a suggestion that more unemployment in Australia could increase productivity by reminding workers who the boss is. That's great. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But first, let's get to a few other things in the world of business and tech. In Washington, tech execs, including Mark Zuckerberg, Sam Altman, and Elon Musk, met with lawmakers and labor leaders at the AI Insight Forum. The closed-door gathering is the first in a series of AI-focused meetings. Birkenstock, the German footwear brand, filed for an IPO on the New York Stock Exchange. The shoemaker could be valued at over $8 billion, with a recent boost in sales coming from its Barbie product placement. Last year, we were just talking about the spending power of women at the Barbie movie. I didn't realize Birkenstock was one of the items women were actually buying. Oh, I mean, the Boston Clogs have made quite the comeback. Last year, they were a really hot commodity and were sold out everywhere. And I think they're just as popular this year. Wow, that is amazing. I would not have guessed. Yeah. All right, moving on in the Pumpkin Wars, our annual tradition First, Starbucks pumpkin spice latte returned for its 20th birthday. Then Wendy's announced a pumpkin spice frosty. But now Duncan is getting in the game saying, hold my pumpkin beer with the introduction of a drink that includes actual pumpkin flavored donuts in it, which seems excessive. (laughs) Meanwhile, an FDA panel ruled that a key ingredient in many over-the-counter cold medicines doesn't actually treat nasal congestion at recommended dosage. That means that the about 242 million packages of medicine sold in the U.S. in 2022 with this ingredient, totaling $1.8 billion in sales, may have done little more than act as a placebo. So if you still felt really congested after taking Sudafed as one of the medicines, that could be why. And finally, a job opportunity for a very specific type of person. Gannett is obviously one of the, you know, the largest newspaper companies in the world. They are hiring a dedicated Taylor Swift reporter. That will work for USA Today and the Tennessean to report on the singer's cultural impact. The role requires five years of journalism experience and international travel, presumably to her many shows, and pays between forty-five and one hundred five thousand dollars a year. On to our main story. If you are a millennial, I'm a millennial. Last year, also a millennial, right? Yes, I am. Do you remember when we were told that if we would just stop eating avocado toast, we'd be able to afford a house. I do. I remember that vividly. Yes. Yes. So this was back in 2017. I think we all do. It was this guy, Tim Gurner. He's an Australian real estate CEO. I feel like as soon as he said this, it was like an instant classic meme. There's even articles where people were like calculating the cost of 
one average avocado toast and comparing that to home prices. It, it feels like we still use this metaphor today, but the guy's back in the news. So Tim Gurner recently suggested that because people have become arrogant and unwilling to work, that Australia's unemployment rate should pop about 40 to 50%. That would mean about 270,000 people losing their job. His quote is, we need to see pain in the economy. We need to remind people that they work for the employer, not the other way around. Uh, first thoughts on this one? I mean, yikes was my first thought. But you know, when I hear executives make statements like this, all I can think is this statement doesn't do what you think it's doing. This is not going to motivate people to behave in the way you want to behave. It's actually just really demoralizing. Yeah, exactly. And it went over poorly, as you may expect. Lots of <laughs> comments uh, across social media. The Australian Medical Association President Steve Robson got involved, calling the statement breathtakingly irresponsible and noting that, you know, because of his work, he has seen the adverse health risks associated with unemployment. But Tim Gardner, he's worth about uh, an estimated $584 million, I guess. He's the avocado toast guy. Uh, he's apparently some sort of biohacker who likes to try to reverse aging and do cold plunges. And he started a private wellness. Like every tech, every tech stereotype <laughs> that that is this guy. It was even pointed out at the time of the avocado debacle that his grandfather helped fund his first business, a gym. And his boss also fronted the money for the first rental that he flipped. So it was one of those things where like he's really not quite as self-made as, as he might like to believe he is. And then, of course, telling everybody else that they need to just stop eating avocado toast and lose the job to be reminded of their role in society. So that is the viral story. But I, I think what Ben and I were talking about earlier today is it's kind of been a year for CEOs to say and do things that just show how wildly out of touch they are with the rest of us. This morning, it came out that Boeing CEO David Calhoun has apparently been commuting to work via his private jet, taking it about 400 times back and forth between his New Hampshire and South Carolina homes and the company's Virginia headquarters over the past three years. And there's also supposedly a meeting for housing providers in Berkeley, California. The reason they're called housing providers in this case is they think the term landlord is a pejorative, but they are people who own property and rent it out, whatever you want to, want to call them. Uh, they're apparently hosting an autumn mixer to celebrate the end of the state's eviction moratorium. So these are a couple of the viral stories that are going around today, just sort of illustrating this, this I don't know, I don't know what you'd call it, like a massive divide between people who like have something and people who don't, and this sort of, I don't know, like sort of social media upheaval that we've been seeing lately. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to see just the doubling down on the making of these statements and of this behavior that is just unreal. Even looking at, you know, the Boeing CEO taking his private jet 400 times in three years, I just think, well, that's great for the environment. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Th thanks for that. <laughs> Yeah. And it feels even more egregious, I think, than some of the, I know we've seen the celebrity jet trackers where they show how many times Kylie Jenner has flown her private jet. But this seems like even more. Yeah. It's, it's a bit excessive. And this is not even the first story of the year. <laughs> we've talked about statements like this. Ben wrote a story back in April, which admittedly does feel like a decade ago. And in that story, he was talking about Miller Knoll CEO, Andy Owen who apologized for telling her staff to leave Pity City when they wanted clarification about company bonuses. 
And there was another guy, Clearlink's Jave Clark, who was praising an employee who sold his dog in order to return to the office. So this is just like such a weird year of out of touch comments. I just don't really understand why people want their employees to be miserable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help the employee. They're not doing better work. They're not motivated to do more work for you. It just makes everybody cranky and unhappy. Yeah. And I think we've seen numerous studies play out, especially in the last couple of years where people have been working from home and having a little more freedom, where we found that the happier the worker is, the more motivated and productive they are to show up and get right to work and make their team and their their company excel. Which seems like a win-win for everybody. Now you, because of your experience in marketing, I would imagine that like having a CEO who says these kind of things is maybe a little bit of a disaster. Oh, I mean, yeah, these poor social teams for, you know, for these companies, <laughs> whoever's running the Twitter account, I'm sure when things like this happen, here's an earful. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things you think people could say instead? You know, maybe maybe somebody does feel like, okay, we need a, we need a shift in our work culture. But what are some of the things you're seeing that that have worked that do feel motivational? Well, I think if leaders are seeing a shift in their work culture, if they're not getting the results that they would like to see from their teams or from their employees, it helps to go to the root cause of what is actually the problem here. If there is a productivity issue or if there is an accountability issue, where is that coming from? What is happening? What needs do your employees have that aren't being met? And I think that actually looking to lead and be a steward of what your employees need and meet those needs is going to be a lot more effective than making kind of callous statements to get outrage. But also maybe sometimes people want to get outraged to go viral. Maybe it's on purpose at this point Uh with some of these things. I'm almost thinking, how could it not be? How could you not know that this is not going to go over well? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you're the avocado toast guy, you must know the power of words at this point. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's been a few years since I've gone viral saying something ridiculous. It's time for my, you know, every five years to say something ridiculous. (laughs) All right. That's going to do it for us today. Thank you for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email. And we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody. I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work. And it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team, Alan, Leanne, Elliot, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player, Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.